the Almond Gunner experience. We have a massive show today. Oh, it's huge. It's huge, and Coach. It's, 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 listen. Well, first of all, you're rolling off a beach camp. Well, and, and, and on top of that, we're going to put about 50 pounds of fun in a 10-pound bag. <laughs> I mean, when you come off beach camp, yeah, you can't help but be hyped because, boy, some stuff just went down. That's right. Uh, That's right. Yeah, Who yeah. we got with us yeah, today, yeah, Coach? We, we heard some people today. So my nephew's in town, Charles Reed. Uh, he, he got a little of that beach today. Now, now Charles' first experience of the beach was years ago, and he spent the whole time at the trash can. So, so since then, he's learned. He's Butter like, from a duck. Yeah, he's like, I'm not a rookie anymore. <laughs> I'm not a rookie. I don't eat before I do these things. Wow. So, you know, so, uh, so he got a little work in today, you know, because he's you know, still playing arena ball. And, you know, we got K-Dog in the house, which is good. Because they don't even know, but next week, me and K-Dog going to lay this thing down. It's going to be it's gonna be interesting. Oh, you just let the cat out of the bag already. Yeah, That's all right. Kansas, we're tease we it up. Yeah, we got Kansas, <laughs> man. We got Kansas. I'm, I'm excited to have him here. So, But, yeah, man, the beach was good. You know, it was nice. What, what, was, what was it like having Charles out there on the camp? Did you see, you know, his influence? Yeah, well, you know, what's, what's great about the beach camp that, you know, we try to influence people every year is that we have all of these college athletes and, and, and older athletes that come back, and so you see these young kids who are now looking at them going, oh, okay. So it's great because this camp is, is our way of saying we're building leaders, you know, and because you know me. I task the older kids. You keep an eye out on the, on the little kids. You motivate them. You encourage them. But with that being said, our little kids bring it. <laughs> they, they bring it hot. So they keep a lot of pressure on the big kids. So, uh, but I think with Charles, you know, you know, being that he's getting ready to start grad school, and I mean, he's been through some stuff, and uh, so he just quietly does what he does. So, so people get to look and go, okay, this, you know, he brings a different sense of maturity, mm. uh, which is which is what you want because for me, it's all about how do we really develop kids, you know, wh and what are we developing them for? Uh, so the beach camp, uh, we even have some moms out there, you know, getting down. So. So we run the gamut. Like, we run the gamut out there, and it's always great and exciting. Well, your uncle just called you mature, so I don't know if you want to keep that, like, in your back pocket. I, I'll, take it, I'll take it. I'll take it. Listen, I'll give that to him right now because we're on the air. But, you know, but I'm always teaching. Like, I know he looks at me sometimes and goes, like, yesterday I called him up early before he was even up. He's he like, man, you ain't even let me wake up before you got on there. <laughs> so, you know. Do you, do you ever think back to your first beach camp? Yeah, man. I mean, cause think about it. It's been twenty years, bro. It's been two decades. And and when I started the beach camp, it was actually more of you know I was still running and training and just you know doing these things on the beach. And then one of my buddies was kind of like, "Hey, man, you should offer this as a camp and have you know your athletes come and put in this work." And then I said, "You know what? Well, but let's do it the whole summer. Let's make it an eight week camp." you know, two days out of the week. That way you can go on vacation but still come back and get work in. So when the fall comes, you're ready to go. So that's one of those other things that make our camp so unique is that it's an eight-week camp, happens every Monday and Wednesday, so you have more than enough time to do what you need to do. But when I go back to that first one, I'm like, wow, that a long, I mean, two decades is a long time. And uh, when I think of the athletes that have come through, uh, that's even crazier. But Today, I mean, we got athletes that's been doing it for 10 years. You know, I've got a couple of athletes out there that I've had mm, since they were 
nine, and, and, and one just graduated college. So that'll tell you. So we, we've got kids that's been out there a long time on the beach with us. And you see the younger siblings. Oh. You see them modeling it. Oh, so no doubt. You no got doubt. generational stuff happening. Well, and, and, and again, what's really great is when, when you have, when you have you know, student athletes that are, that are college bound or in college, and then you say you have that kid that's 12 or 13, and then they look over and you go, see, you know, that kid was 12 once. So look, you do grow up, you do, you know, so it's really good because you can kind of get that comparison, but you also have the ability to have real live college students telling kids how it really is. Mm. So it's not just coach, not just the parents saying what college is like. You actually have a person who, who's, who's got to wake up, go to two-a-day practices, deal with coaches, you know, uh, deal with school and professors, deal with traveling. So that's what makes it unique, is that these kids get firsthand experience of really, you know, what, what their mission is, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. So if you're a, a student athlete uh, within a 100-mile radius oh, yeah. of oh, this yeah. area, yeah. Mondays and Wednesdays, 830, 8.30, Jacksonville Beach, yeah. you want to sign up, you can sign up at the Almond Gunner Experience. Go to the shop, right? Yeah, and then, just go, and then go, just and go train. to the shop. And I'm just going to tell you, I, I just, if you're really serious about you know, being a good student athlete and, and making an impact when fall comes, this camp is it. Yeah, yeah. This is how you separate right here, mm. because there's no easy beach workouts. <laughs> no, you leave there, you go home, shower, you go to bed. Yeah. You, 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 you down for the whole day. Like matter of fact, one of my athletes today, Michelle Leone, she is the third baseman for Penn State, true freshman, started you know uh, for Penn State. She, she said, uh, today she said, well on Monday, coach, you know I went home, mm. and uh, and I just. I just laid on the couch all day. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's that kind of day when yeah. you come to the beach, baby. It's, it's that kind of day. It's I'm going to be on the couch day. I, I, when I think of beach camp, and really any training with you, it's like having that, you, you want to go into like a secure building and you have that swipe card and it says access granted. Yes. To me, that's what this is. It's yeah. like you've given access to athletes of, at all stages of yeah. life. Oh, yeah. All stages. Oh, yeah. And so, again, if you're a parent and you want to be able to give access to your child, it's, it's a great way to do that. And 20 years in the making and continuing to get better every time. Uh, and it's fun. I mean, you, and, and, you know, again, you, you have a lot of tourists walking through, you know, down <laughs> yeah. the beach. Yeah. And they, they ultimately get to where we are in the, you know, where our camp's going on. And they'll just come up and go, what are these kids training for? Like, what, what? Because they can see it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they, they see, like, okay, this this is not ordinary. Yeah. Like, what they're doing is, this is not right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but they, they always want to know, you know, what sports the kids play or what are they doing? And I'm like, hey, look, we're just getting better. They're training for the revolution. Because <laughs> the revolution's real. <laughs> so, so they, they're part of the 300, baby. That's amazing, Coach. What a great segue into the fact that uh, today's topic that you chose is mission, um, being driven and daily. Driven and daily are the two supporting structures to, to mission. Talk to us, because we got seven gemstones. We're going to break those down. We're going di to dive into what it means to live a, a life of mission. Well, you know, the reason that, I, that you know, there's days where I just, when we're going to do a podcast, I'll just interject the word that we didn't even have on our list. But I thought, look, this is the start of the summer. Like, when, when the beach camp kicks off, like, to me, now it's officially summer. Not until we kick off the beach camp. So what better way than to state your mission? 
like, like, what's your mission going to be for the next eight weeks? You know, that's kind of the way I rolled it out to my student-athletes. Uh, so that word just was like, okay, yeah, we all need a mission. What's our mission statement? Are we writing it down? You know, even as a parent, as an adult, what's your mission for your family? I mean, you know, what does that really look like? And have you really, like, told people? Have you verbalized that? Uh, have you put all the processes in place? And so when I think about being driven, like, anytime you're on a mission, you have to be driven. Like, no one can drive you. Like, it's got to be you. That's got to be, you got to wake up with that passion, that fire, no matter whether it's going bad or whether it's going good. Can you stay driven? See, that's the real commitment, right? And daily, as my grandfather would say, Edmed, every day means every day. Like, can you do this daily? Like, anybody can, you know, get up for a big game once, but can you do it back to back? And that's what life demands, right? It demands that every single day you got to figure out how to bring your best. So that's that's where we are. It's about we're on this mission, and we should be on this mission daily. And we should stay driven. It should be it should be enough that you are so fired up and you're so passionate about it that your conviction says, "I'm doing this with or without you." See, that's driven. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. when I you know you ask me the question, do I ever look back on the first camp? When I think about the first camp, when I think about my first consulting job, you know, 23 years ago, bro, it's, I, I haven't had a job in 23 years, bro. I just, I just haven't. Yeah. Uh, because my passion and being driven to just helping people maximize their potential, whether that's in the corporate setting, whether that's in the athletic arena, whether that's in school, it doesn't change. We were talking before the show, uh, KK came to me and she's like, you know, that I had this dream. I literally overnight dreamed the vision for my life. And she was really excited about it. And we talked for a little bit. She kind of shared the steps of that dream. And then as we were talking about before, it's like, you know, everybody has that, that vision, but it's what's under the surface, all the, that effort that no went doubt. into that, that really is, is what makes it happen. And then discipline, passion, those, those acts. Well, it's the foundation, right? Yeah. You know, it, it's one thing to have this dream for your life or have this mission for your life, but it's another thing to have the foundation that whatever you build is going to stand. Mm. And I think it's the foundation piece that it gets missing. You know, it's like I tell people at the house, you know, when you look at someone's house, we look at the outside, we say how beautiful it is. You go on the inside, you're like, oh, my God, it's really great. But the thing that makes that house the house, you don't even see. Yeah. It's, it's, dug, it's dug in the ground. It's the foundation. I mean, and without that, all this stuff you see wouldn't even exist. Uh, so I think that's part of uh, what makes being successful so attractive to people, but it's also what misleads people. Because successful people, all you see is them winning, but yeah. you don't see the foundation. Yeah. You, you don't see all of that stuff that went into you know, you know, being the best. Yeah, I mean... I I don't want to slow the roll on the seven gemstones here at all, but let me go back to daily for a minute because I think that's a, a, a really critical aspect of this because I might go to bed one night mm -hmm. or, or, or wake up one day and have that sense of mission and purpose and clarity, and, and then the next day, there it is, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about that. So here's what happens. It's so funny because... Some people wake up, you've heard me say many times that, you know, I kill the excitement to get to the commitment. So when a person wakes up and they say, look, I have this vision, I have this mission for myself, you know, I have this purpose, right? That's great because that's words. But the daily part comes into 
can you grind that out every single day? Because there's going to be some mishaps, there's going to be some missteps, there's going to be some things where it doesn't work out. Can you still have that same sense of urgency? That same, you know, I wouldn't change anything here. That same, no, this is what I want to do. And I think there lies the problem because it's easy to talk about it and it's easy to be excited right out of the gate. But this is, this is a long run, man. This, this everyday game day thing is a long run. And so what it boils down to is, can you set an agenda for yourself? Or are you setting an agenda that someone else told you you need to? That, that, that's, where it's gonna, that's where the rubber going to meet the road. It's my vision. So think about what you said. It's my vision, right? It's my mission. It's my purpose. So are you setting the agenda to that? Or are you setting the agenda to now I've shared my ideas with someone, told some people what my purpose is, told some people that what I want to be committed to, and now they've chimed in, and, and now they've taken you down another path. So is that the agenda you set? Or do you really have enough conviction in your heart to just stay your course? Yeah. That's tough, man. Yeah. That's that $64,000 question. You know, it's, it's, it's like Jesus. I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, can, can, can you walk that walk? I mean, he comes out. He says what he says. There's a lot of people trying to take you another way. He just stayed the course. Like, but it's hard. Well, you know I want to keep digging into that I right know, there. I, I, know, got, I got some follow-ups for yeah, you. Yeah. Well, the follow-up is what makes it beautiful. So <laughs> you know that. Come on, baby. All right, all right. You I'm going like, to yeah, keep going then yeah. because, uh, you know, when you talk about water will go backwards to move forward, yes. that, that's what comes to mind for me is mm -hmm. that oftentimes, you know, uh, we might have a sense of purpose and clarity, but um, we take the path of least resistance because it's easier to let somebody else tell us what to do. Right. Well, but again, you know, it, 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 the $64,000 question is how bad do you want it, right? Because I always talk about know your value so you don't lose your voice. So if I know my value, I'm going to say it like it is. But I don't know it, now I'm going to ask someone else. Now that person might not love you the way you love you. So now if you allow people in to give you that information and you go with their information, you better be sure that they're on the same page as you. That's, again, what makes this so hard. Because there's a difference between someone being supportive and someone being encouraging. That's two totally different things. I can tell you I support you all day because you know what? Whatever you tell me your dream is, I sit there and go, okay. So it appears I'm supportive. Those are words. Okay. But now if I'm encouraging, that's different. I'm saying, okay, so what can I do to help you? How do I help you get there? You got this. So, so okay, it was two steps back, but that's all right. Just went a little bit. See, that's two total different things. Yeah. Someone saying they're being supportive. Well, I support you. And, how, and think back in your mind to how many times you have been in a conflict with someone who is telling you how they've supported your ideas or they have supported what you say you want to do. And in your heart of hearts, you're going, no, you haven't. See, because there's a difference. That person thinks they're being supportive, and that's not what you needed at all. What you need was encouragement. See, we get those confused all the time because a lot of people are supportive just because they don't say anything. That's the idea of being supportive. 
See, I saw you going to the left. I knew that wasn't where you needed to go. So I don't say anything. So that means I support. No, what you did was you, you let me go the wrong way. There you go. Where you should have encouraged me to say, look, you can go that way if you want to. But here, 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 here's what, and we do it as parents, right? Like, okay, you can make that choice. But let me tell you the consequences, right? So you encourage them to get the right information. Do the right thing for the right reason. Two different things. See, I knew I shouldn't have gone deeper, K-Dog. Like, that, that's a big mistake. <laughs> it's just a big mistake. Kate, all you sitting over there going, No, it ain't right. Hey, cool, cool, then, come on, cool. Well, I'm, I'd say I'm sitting over here thinking more. I want to ask, how do you decipher the dis difference between someone changing your course for the better and someone changing your course where I should have mm. stuck true to my course? I think you have to know your mission straight up from the beginning. And I always say that whatever your mission and whatever your vision is, if you really stop and think about it, that really should dictate your decisions. So when that person comes along and they're trying to give you information, you only have to ask yourself one question. Is that going to make me better or is that going to make me worse? Think about it. The information you get is either going to get you closer to where you say you want to be or further from where you say. That, that, that's simple math to me. That's why I think from the very beginning, you, you need to be clear on what your mission is because that really should dictate all of your decisions. It's like I tell a student athlete, if, you want, if, if you're in high school and now you want to play college ball, right? So if you go to a party and they're drinking, all you got to do is say, okay, so if I drink, is that going to get me to college to do what I want to do? If I don't drink, it's simple. It should just, those decisions are dictated by what you say you want. So that's how I do it. I take in information from people all the time. Because I love, you know me, man. I love information, brother. Because I, I think that's the way to move it forward. Mm -hmm. But I'm always saying, okay, is that going to help me or hurt me? Is, is, is that moving me toward where I say I want to be or taking me away from it? And it's simple math. And then you have to have enough value and commitment in yourself to be able to walk away if you have to walk away. See, that's that other hard part. Because we don't want to hurt people's feelings. That's why we always tell people we're going to try to do something. That's our way of saying, I don't, I don't really want to hurt your feelings and tell you I'm not going to show up. So I'll say I'm going to try to show up. You think about every time you ever told somebody you'd try to meet them for lunch. You ain't, you ain't meeting nobody. But that's your way of saying, you know, I don't want to really hurt your feelings. So you got to get with people that's just going to tell it to you straight. I love that example because... I remember the first time you told me that. Mm -hmm. I took it out of my language. Yeah. yeah. And the freedom that I experienced from not telling people I'm going to try to meet them. Yes. It's that obligation that you feel. You want to be bound to somebody for some strange reason. It may, it, but, it, but, it's, but I'm telling you, it's like you just get lighter when you don't have to say try. I'm either going to meet you or not. So, because the thing is, the moment I tell you I'm going to try to meet you, somewhere in there you're going, man, do I need to at least follow up with him and tell him I'm not going to be there? See, now I done added another step. I don't need to add other steps. So, if I tell you I'm going to meet you, yeah, I'm going to meet you. And if I can't meet you, look, not going to happen. Not going to do it today. We reschedule. 
That's that's the way to do it. And when I look at my schedule, you know, you think about all the student athletes that I work with, and you think about all the corporations that, man, if I'm saying try, I'm in real trouble. So I'm like, nope. Let me look at my schedule before I schedule. Let me, let me look at it. Mm. That way I can make it happen. Mm. And we like to put labels on on things, right? So <laughs> so did I hear you getting your MBA, Charles? Yep. Yep. In the fall, going back to my MBA. Yep. All right. So what comes to mind for me is is that word entrepreneurship. Yeah. You had sent me a video about this the other day, but that word entrepreneurship, when you look it up, it literally just means to work really hard and spend a lot of money. Yeah. Like basically burn through money. There's yeah. nothing attractive about the word entrepreneurship and becoming an entrepreneur. No. And yet we feel like that's an obligation we have to fulfill as a man or a woman, yeah. like whatever. There's a sense that, we're doing something right because we allow somebody else to define what that is, what oh, our purpose is. No doubt about it. Because you're at, if, if you talk to any person who, who's an entrepreneur, and if you sit down and talk to them long enough, it will change your mind about being an entrepreneur. Yeah. It will. It, it will change. If you got a half, half a brain, it'll make you go, no, I don't want that. But see, but I think... That's why people take that path of least resistance and want to be told. I always say people want to be told what to do. You know, people don't want to experience it. And I think the, the freedom that comes with being an entrepreneur is, is, is the work isn't work. See, real entrepreneurs, when you sit down and you talk to them, they do that stuff for free. Like all those hours and all the money that they're throwing at it, hmm. it, it because it's not work to them. It's their passion. It's their, it's their mission. It's their heart. It's what they want to do. That's why most entrepreneurs become overnight successes 20 years down the road. Hmm. Because of the, that first two decades, they've been flat out just you know, putting money, making mistakes, putting in all these long hours. But then all of a sudden, they pop out on the other side, and that's when people run to them. That's when people go, oh, this is, but they don't see the 20 years. I learned that from my mentor, Pat Williams. Pat Williams told me when he first started mentoring me about 23 years ago, we get about three years into it. Pat tells me, he goes, Almond, you're going to be an overnight success about 20 years from now. So all of a sudden, a couple years ago, this whole Almond Gunner experience thing, you know, now we have clothes, we have pockets, we have all this stuff, and people go, oh, my gosh, they, they don't see that first 20. Mm. They don't understand that first 20. Mm. So that's the thing about entrepreneurship is when, when I look at it from my point of view, man, I love what I do. Like, I mean, you, I, I just love it. So if I see a kid, he walking down the street, and I'm working with some other kids, you've seen me do it. I'm like, hey, man, come on in here and get some of this. Because, you know, I just want people to be better. So that's real entrepreneurship. But if you talk to someone and they just try to be an entrepreneur because they just don't want to listen to someone else, that's where the problem starts. You know, they, I just want to do it my way because nobody, you know, follows me anyway. Now I think I'm going to start my own stuff. I say that about churches. You know, you get a preacher, he says something that the people don't want, the congregation don't want, then they, they leave and then they go start another church. That makes zero sense to me, man. The word is the word. The word is the word. You, you try to flip it all, interpret it however you want to, but the word is the word. Right is right. Even if no one's doing it. And wrong is wrong, even if everyone's doing it. Have you come up with what the initials MBA mean? No, I haven't. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
I got a sense of what they mean. <laughs> Must be a lot of money. That's what I think. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> well, well, you know, the, the thing is, though, you know, when I look at what Charles doing and his mission is, you know, he's all about education. He's all about getting information. Um, like, I kind of know what he wants his end game to be. Um, so there's some things, there's a foundation that he needs to be able, so when he walks in, you can't give him any excuses. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's no excuses to why I shouldn't be at the table. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's important. I think, you know, we talk a lot about the power of education, both being formal and informal. Because, I see, I don't need anybody giving me any reason why almond don't belong at the table. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know me, if you don't want me at the table, I build my own table anyway. There you go. This is where I roll. That's right. Uh, Because I believe that, you know, think about it. Just because certain things are a certain way, they don't have to be. Yeah. We all have the power to change them. Yeah. I've always been that guy. That's the way I've always thought. Yeah. Like, if there was something that was happening, but I knew that's not the right way to do it, and then people are like, well, that's the way we've always, but you don't have to. Like, Like, we can change this. Yeah. And that's what I've done with training. You know, I've changed it. Rewrite the story. Yeah, we we do it our way. That's right. That's it's right. like, no, nah, we don't need all that stuff. Just come on out here. We got the beach. What else do we need? Hmm. We set up a few cones. We get it from there. We got it from there. Come on. Well, I got a cheat sheet in front of me. K-Dog kind of teased this a little bit, and I'm thinking about the fact that when you look at that first gemstone, what really stands out to me is whether it's a large or small with your mission, but break down that first gemstone for us. Yeah, because, you know, for, for a lot of people, they think that whatever they're dreaming about has to be this big thing. And I don't believe that. I think that your passion and, and your level of commitment to your mission, and it, it could be small, but it's the small things that makes the big things. Mm-hmm. You know, my grandfather used to say, hey, look, you know what happens when you do a bunch of little things right? They're no longer little things. They become big things. But with that being said, it doesn't matter the size of your mission. Sooner or later, you are going to have to justify it. Mm. Whether it's to you or whether it's to someone else, you're going to have to justify why do you do what you do. It's kind of like waking up every morning, coming into a storio. There are people like, why does Greg do that? Why, why, why does Greg want his mission to be like, he, he, what, he's storytelling? What's that? So it doesn't matter what our mission is, and that's why, I mean, you know, you got to get comfortable with, <laughs> with what it is to you. So make sure you know your mission. You gotta know it, man. That's number one. Know your mission because I promise you, sooner or later, you don't have to justify it. Mm. You are. And I, I love you. Actually, have it in parentheses. And maybe others. Yeah. Because yeah. It's, it starts with you, right? You you have to justify it to yourself. You, you're the most important thing. Yeah. Like the mirror doesn't lie. Yeah. And and for me, if I can just justify it to me, and always have my wife for me. Man, others don't even matter. You don't really have to, do you? Nah. You, you see me. I care less. I was, I, you think I got to justify what I do to other people? You're crazy. That's just where I'm at because I'm so sure about what my mission is. That's awesome. You know, every year I go, okay, last year for the beach camp. Lying. No, I'm lying. <laughs> I'm never going to stop working with kids. <laughs> But I like to say it just because the kids go, no, coach, you got at least three more years with me. Like, I like to see these babies because, see, now they're making a commitment to me. Yeah. They're saying, no, coach, I got four more years. No, coach, I have three. So now you're committing to me. Yeah. Saying, 
if you're here, coach, I'm here. Like, you got to show up because I'm going to show up. So I'm very clear on my mission. It's so funny and true because um, <laughs> K-Dog and I just had this experience with a client. And, and 10 years ago, if this client had called me, I would have been over backwards to try to make them happy, to accommodate what they wanted. And this is a client that's probably 20 times bigger than just about any other client we could probably bring in. And, uh, and both of us looked at each other and we said, oh, this, this, this isn't our type of client. This isn't who we want to work with. Man, that is the biggest thing. So, so look how you segue into the second gemstone, right? So, so what you just told me was you got to make sure you know what your mission is not. I mean, you guys basically just look at each other and say, no, nah, that's not who we are. That's not what we do. And then you, but then you are confident enough to walk away from that. There you go. See, that's the real difference. See, a lot of people get into that situation and go, well, we need the money, or well, we need, you know, that, and, and they're not willing to give it up. So I always say, you better be sure you know what you're willing to walk away from. That's, that's a real key when you're on your mission. Is I, you know, I know who I'm not, and I know who, what I'm not going to ever be. So it allows me to focus on my mission. <laughs> I mean, if you aren't sure who you are, dude, you're going to bounce around. Mm. You'll be a flavor of the month. That's why it's important to know your stuff. Because then, okay, I know what I'm not. Mm. I know I'm not a video guy. That's why, that's why I have you guys. I know, I, don't, I know I'm not an accountant. That's why I have an accountant. You got to know who you are. Focus your energies on, on what your mission really is. Yeah, so naming what you are not is one of the most important boundaries you can set. So name it. You got to put it Go out. ahead and put it out there. Man, right? I'm yeah. telling you, put a name on it. That's good. And just say, no, that is, that is not who I am. Can you give me some examples in your walk, in your business? I'll get, I'll get, this, this is a huge example. When I, when I was consulting, you know, right out of the bat, right out of the gate 23 years ago, about three years in, I uh, had this client in, or, in uh, Orange County, near Orlando, uh, potential client. They saw my work. They, uh, they had me come up for a meeting. So I, I drive up for the meeting. I'm in the lobby. I tell them I'm there. Of course, I'm early for the meeting. <clears throat> and I'm sitting there. So the time for the meeting, like, came, went. I'm still, like, nobody even came out to say, hey, we're running late on our other meeting or whatever. And this was for some, this was for some money. Like, this was big. And I was, you know, I was young, just started. I mean, and, and this was one of those clients where, okay, we do this. We, we often run it big time. So about 30 minutes go by, and I'm still sitting there. I got up and left. I got up and left. Outstanding. So, of course, you know, you get a call later like, hey, you know, whoa, whoa. Well, first of all, you're not the type of client I want to work with. I mean, I showed up on, you didn't even have the courtesy to come out and say, hey, I'm running late. So that tells me how much you value me, mm. how much you value my time. So if I take you on a client, no, it's, no, it's going to be waiting. No, we're not doing this. But that particular moment, really kind of solidified for me like who I was as a person. Mm. 
And what it's I almost like you were talking to yourself. Exactly. Yeah. It was. Because it, because it was like, literally, like, Almond, what are you willing to give up? Like, like this is going to define how your business role and what people think of you in business. So my thing is, look, if we say we're doing it here, we're doing it here. And if, and if we can't, that's okay. <laughs> because I can walk away from it. And I think that's huge. I think it's huge to be able to know what you're willing to walk away from. Because remember, they're always feeding you something. You're either eating it or you're not. And so I think for a lot of people, if you're not confident, if you don't know your value, if you don't have a mission, you don't have a vision for your life, you have a tendency to stay places you shouldn't. You have a tendency to put up with some stuff like, and, and, you, and you will justify it in your head by going, well, when things change or when things get better, I'm going to leave this. That's what you say. Then you find yourself there 10 years later. Think about how many people you see in a corporate job saying that same thing. <laughs> like, don't like the boss, don't like the job, don't like the product, but when I pay off these bills, I'm going to leave. But you're still out there shopping. It makes no sense. Know what you're willing to walk away from. Mm. Awesome stuff, Coach. By the way, if it's pound cake, I'm eating it. I mean, if it's Gunner Family pound cake, I'm, I'm eating it. That's coming it. this I mean, weekend, It's not baby. what they feed we, you. It's we, what you eat. Yeah, we, we've already made saying. that call. Like, we made that call last sometimes night. Sometimes you got to be fed to eat. Right. So, yeah. We made that call last night, baby. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Coach? What's the next one? Well, look, regularly assess where you are in your mission. Like, you know, I always tell people the beautiful thing about sports, when you, when you look at pro sports, right, and you – you know, it used to be you go to the sports section of the newspaper, but now you can pull it up on the internet. They always have the divisions all broken out, and they always show you where you are in the division. They show you how many games you're ahead or how many you're behind, what you need to make the playoffs. Why don't we do that for our lives? Why aren't we assessing every day where we are? Like, like are you kidding me? It's like I tell people about weight. People think weight happens six months, seven. No, weight happens overnight. <laughs> I mean, you know, you ate that cake last night. It, it, so those pounds are probably on the next morning. So that's the way I see it. You, like, I'm constantly assessing where I am. Like, is this where I need to be? Because I got to know where to make adjustments. So it's kind of crazy if you think about it. You wait three months, six months, nine months before you look back over your mission and you find out now you so far off track. How are you going to get back on track? Constantly assess, man, where you are. I, I feel like he just segued to you, Charles. I mean, talk, <laughs> talk to us about diet, eating. I mean, just break that down for us a minute. I mean, is that true? Because I feel like if I sneak in some pound cake yeah. and I follow it with some body aqua, I'm going to be okay. Yeah, I think, like Coach said, if it can be quantified, it, it's, you know, it can be it can be built upon and it can be, you know, I think a lot of times in sports relate to life. So, you know, how you have the divisions in life, there's divisions of people in real life, there's divisions in sports. So I think that you got to find, you know, who first of all, who are you going against? What's your competition? Like, you're competing against people in real life, you know what I'm saying, who are trying to get this, you know, this 1% of people who want to be professional, you know, sports players. And I have to know what do I have to do, and, you know, with my characteristics? What do I have to do to 
to compete and be the best at what I'm doing. So, you know what I'm saying? In general, you just have to know who you're going against. <laughs> you need to know what do I need to do to be better every day. You know what I'm saying? You have to, you know, if it's a diet, what am I eating every day? Am I eating my protein? Am I eating my carbs? Am I hitting what I need to hit to be successful? I think the difference between me now and me four or five years ago, is, and Coach will tell you, is like, I, I don't eat like crap like that anymore. I don't I don't come to, you know, be ready to work out. I'm, I'm eating right. I'm, I'm putting the right things in my body so that I can be successful in what I do. So even in the business world, you need to make sure you're putting the right things in your brain so that when you go to a meeting, you can be successful and you can have that information to spit out. It's the same thing. It's like a clone, right? <laughs> I know. It's like a clone. He went straight to information, Coach. It's like same a clone. That's what I do. It's like a clone. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, again, you Bringing know. Bringing it in his style, too. Like, the information exactly. that's important to him and his mission, yep. having clarity about what that is. Yeah. For who he is yeah. as a man, that's that's awesome stuff, yeah. man. Awesome. Yeah. That's what we do. <laughs> that's what we're trying to build. So you know, that's why I always tell people the future's bright because we, we we have people like Charles. Yeah. yeah. The the future's bright. It, it's going to be okay because we we have a you know we we have people like him that are putting in the right stuff. That's that's got a solid foundation. That's willing to put in the work. So we're going to be okay. Yeah. We're gonna be okay. Yeah, and, and it's okay to dream. Oh, big. You it's better, okay to have a you mission do it. and believe that you can yeah. achieve that, yeah, right? you got to do it. Yeah. And, and, and be willing to do what it takes to get there. I yeah. think that's the other part. Yeah. Um, so, uh, number four, which, again, man, you are sec- you're hitting home runs. I'm trying, man. man. I'm trying. I mean, I, I got it. Listen, I thought about it, you know. If K Dog's taking taking the mic, yeah. taking the lead next yeah. week, I can't come in sleepy. No, coach. no, no, you 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 are you're on fire. Uh, number four is keep your mission accessible and in front of you at all times. Like I'm big on journaling, I'm big on writing things down. Like, look, you gotta write some stuff on some sticky notes and you put it where you're gonna see it. Whether it's on the dashboard of your car, whether it's on the mirror in your house, mm. I think that whatever your mission is. At all times, you need to be reminded, this is what we're playing for. Because, again, when people don't do that, you'll take the path of least resistance. Like, if you allow yourself not to think about what that mission truly is, then that's the day you go, okay, I can take this day off. And then you'll tell yourself, well, the next day I'll work twice as hard. But you've lost that day. You never get it back. I mean, I, I don't know why people don't understand that. Yeah. You can work five times as hard. You still don't get back the last three days so it's important to put something in front of you that reminds you that inspires you to go this is why I have to stay positive this is why I have to keep grinding this is why I have to read like you have to keep that in front of you at all times I mean that's just that's just a must because if you don't other people gonna put their agenda in front (laughs) they gonna put their sticky note up and if you read their sticky note you go find yourself off track. And, and sometimes it's a picture too, right? Oh, because yeah. it might be somebody that you, a hero, somebody that you respect, somebody who has gone before you, whose shoulders you might stand on, maybe fem- family member. It might be a sports or, or political or financial, yeah, you, you saw whatever the world it is. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah. you saw the Malcolm, the Malcolm X pictures, That's right? That's uh, in my house. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, again, we play for the picture that's in our head. You know, so whether that's a sticky note or an actual picture that you've taken or a picture, 
that's what we're playing for. I was on a call yesterday with 30 businessmen, and they asked the question, who's your hero? And there, and there were a handful of them, and these are guys that yeah. own businesses. They've been doing yeah. it for a while. Just a handful of them that didn't know. Like, couldn't say. Woo. You know, had Woo. to think about it. Woo. And, um, and, and it, But it does make me think that oftentimes you may not know who your hero is. Right. So why not go find them? Or, or you, you just may not have thought about it. You might have one, but you never really thought of them in that mm. way. Um, but, but I think that there has to be someone or something that inspires you, uh, which, again, is gemstone number five. Like, you have to talk to a mentor. If you don't have a mentor, you got to get one. You, you have to have a person to bounce things off of. You have to have a person that can help you grow, a person that can give you information a different way, to push you a different way, to help you overcome stuff. Uh, if you're the smartest person in the room, then you, you need to change you need to change your friends. Um, you need to always have that go-to person. Mm. Um, I, I think it, when I when I think about my relationship with Charles, um, you know, his dad is totally different than me, and I think that has helped Charles in a lot of ways because he can come to me with different things that you know read read Derek read he goes at it a different way and uh, but 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 Charles you know through the years have learned how to manage that but then be able to call Uncle up and then we do our thing the way we do it and then he knows that I handle Derek the way I handle Derek. <laughs> so, so. I, think it's, uh, I think it's pretty cool because, you know, I, I think it's a blessing for my dad to, you know, always have been in my life. My dad is great. He's one of my heroes. But I think it's a blessing that he allowed me to have other father figures in my life and other, you know, men who I could... Because a lot of men have an ego thing where, you know, I'm your dad right. and you have to listen to me. And I think even my dad was hard on me, he always would allow me to get input from other people. And I really think that that's a skill I develop is being able to listen to people and what they have to say and take what I need from it and digest it. And I go to this person and take what I need from them. Like, if I want to ask someone how to run a business, I'll ask a person who runs a business I, that I know. I, if I want to ask coach about something sports related, we'll talk about something sports related. So there's someone I can go to and, you know, in each area of my life, you know, that can kind of help me out and whatever I need to do. And I honestly think that's a blessing for my, you know, my father that allowed me to do that and to be comfortable with that because a lot of men aren't uncomfortable asking, a, you know, another man, I should be able to know how to do this on my own or I need to learn the hard way and no, why would I learn the hard way if I could just <laughs> go get the information is out there? Like Coach says, we just find the right people and absorb it. Like, there's so much information. Mm. I think I've evaded so many bad situations in my life off of just simple phone calls. Mm. Should I do this? You know, should I not do this? Use what I know, my experience, and make a decision. <sighs> and it's that simple. My see, man's top ten. See, listen, His brother. Connection is right he all there. the way dialed in or not? Always, man. Well, see, because, and again, when I sit back and now watching him where he is and, and, and just watching him grow, I understand that what he what he just said to me was he has a sense of community. Mm -hmm. He he knows what a community is. Mm -hmm. and, and when we kicked off this year, what did we say? We want to bring people back to community. Yeah. Charles had he, he's rooted in community. Yeah, he understands that it takes a village. Yeah, like he can't do it all. Derek can't do it, you know, by himself. None of us can. But 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 having a dad who says, "Look, bro, 
I'm going to give you what I know, but there's some other people that know some stuff. And if I tell you to go, they're good people. Mm. See, that, and, and I think that that's parenting one-on-one. I mean, you've seen me with my three. Like, at the end of the deal, hey, look, these are good people. Yeah. If something happens to me, you go to be, these people right here got you. Yeah. That's community. Yeah. That's how you stay on mission. Yep. Is you put a community around you. Yeah. That, that, that's what's going to help you get there to the promised land. And if you want to have a great mentor, be a great mentor. Oh, that's it. If you want to have a mentor, be a mentor. That's why the beach camp is so incredible. Because it's like those, those older kids are tasked with, you're going to give back to these younger kids. Yeah. You're not just going to take. You're going to learn to give. You're going to learn to, to inspire some people. That's the flow of water. Yeah. That's the flow of energy right That's what there. it's all about. Yeah. yeah. You know, there, there's someone watching. There's someone always watching, right? So at the end of the day, it's about, look, come on, learn to give back. Mm. Learn to serve. That's how we build these bridges, brother. That's the secret right there. That is a definite gemstone. That was gemstone number five. Talk to your mentor. And, and you go on to say it'll be a lonely, unproductive road if you try and accomplish things on your own. I think that's true. In no so doubt about ways. it. And mentors come well, in all different sizes, Coach. I think that's the other thing is, they're not always going to look exactly no. like what you think. Or, or, or act the way you think they will. Yes. And you, but, but it goes back to, we, we've talked on the show, like I say, sometimes there's, there's these statements that I hear, and I go, God, that's such a dumb statement. So when I hear the statement, it's lonely at the top. <laughs> I think this is the, it just simply means that you've been a piss-poor server. There you go. That's what it means. There you go. It, 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 if it's lonely, that means that you haven't given back to anyone. You decided that it was all about you. You not taking anybody with you. You not serving anybody. Like, are you kidding me? Mm. Think about that statement. But people will say that statement and think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I hear that statement and go, "You might be on the top, but you <laughs> you are on the top of the pile. Really, but you really <laughs> on the bottom <laughs> because you don't have anybody there with you." Yeah, yeah. That means if it hits the fan, you on your own. Because you didn't put anything in the hopper. You didn't serve anybody. So there's there's things that roll around, and I'm like, man, that, that makes no sense to me. Yeah. Like, nah, you're going to never yeah. be lonely at the top of me because yeah. I'm trying to take a whole bunch of people with me. Yeah. That's that's a party. I ain't going to be no party at one. I don't need no party at one. Are you kidding me? Come on. <laughs> hey, which, again... Another segue. Boy, my baby brother is hitting nothing but deep ball. I mean, you hitting that ball like Florida State women's softball team right now. You knocking the cover hey, we off. We got a team today, Coach. We <laughs> got community you happening. Are, so you are I mean. knocking the cover off it. Listen, number six, give back what you're given. So in other words, man, if you're giving a lot, give back. Mm. If there's people that's been in your life, or as we say, you know, in my neighborhood, if there's people that stood in the gap for you, Stand in the gap for other people. Don't just take. I mean, come on. Too much is given? Come on. Give back. Be a good friend. Be a good mentor. Learn how to serve. Come to the understanding that your mission, whatever it is, hey, man, you had help along the way. Whether you want to acknowledge it or not, as my mother would say, (laughs) you can do bad by yourself, but you can't win by yourself. So when I hear people talk about they self-made, yeah, all my self-made me here. No, you're not. Those are people who helped you. Guarantee it. Hey, you know, ain't no self-made. No, 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 no. 
There's always been someone there along the way. So, you know, I tell you, look, you, you, you got to give back. That's important. K-Dog, what's your experience been like with, with that, just being around community and, and seeing people, you know, either invest in other people or not invest in other people? Because what comes to mind when I think of you is, is you, you celebrate your heritage in a lot of ways. You talk about your family. You talk about, you know, your hometown and, and, uh, and even your experiences here in Jacksonville. Just, just curious what your thoughts are. Hometown's a little different than Jacksonville. I mean, like I say, I'm from Mayberry, technically, so community is, like, that's what I was around. Like, I didn't, you could trust anybody. Like, I didn't have to have my parents say, these are good people. You knew the whole town was good people. Mm -hmm. Or you knew the three or four people that weren't, and those were the three or four people you stayed away from. Wow. But, like, I, w I would say I was raised in, like the, com like, the community you guys would say you built around you was already there. For me, wow. Um, yeah, so I didn't have to. So it has been a learning experience, and I have been burned a few times coming to the city where, yeah, like, whoa, what? You weren't someone to trust. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. I got to learn some stuff at 35 years old that you would have thought would have been at but five you, years old. But what I know about you is that you have something in you that actually causes you to mentor other people without thinking twice about it that's what's funny about it coach because mm -hmm. we talk he, you know when, when you say that, that that's what you come from it comes natural to you yeah yeah on the negative side you might get burned but now you know and now you get to just live out who you are and and, and that foundation <laughs> well I mean, that's pretty well awesome. because again it goes back to his mission and knowing who he's not right and what I'm not is a person like that that would mm -hmm. burn other people and, you know, and, and who he is and, and the foundation that he has says that I'm here to serve people and do build bridges because that's what I learned. See, it's all environment, right? His environment said that, look, we all have to work together here. And you remove him outside of that environment, he still believes that. Like, and, and it's true because it's the right thing. It's just helping people who don't have that to understand mm. it, to get it. That's a massive advantage. But, it is. But it's if a you can teach but, that. But I always tell people, me coming from Baldwin, coming from rural America, bro, yeah. everyone should be raised on a farm. Yeah. I'm just telling you. It, it has given me advantages that you will never get in the city. Mm. Because everything I see is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to not only grow, but it's an opportunity to help other people grow. That's just the way, that's the way it happens. So when you look at gemstone number seven that says learn something new every day, that should be your, your thing. You can't help but learn something new every day on a farm. When you're in rural, rural America, dude, I promise you, you probably, every day you probably going to learn, okay, don't want to do that with a cow. I mean, that cow hurts you if you, you know, you know what I mean? If you don't learn every day, you're not going to survive. That's it. And it's all about knowing that you have to... You have to piece it all together. Yeah, like, yeah. like because if you don't produce, you don't eat. But then let me ask you this. So then when you walk into a situation where it's not being done mm -hmm. right, you can see the gaps oh, in knowledge, so the gaps in communication. Oh, it's so easy. Again, you come in with that advantage. It is. It is. Right? So, like, like, you know, when, when you read my book, The Essence of Teamwork, mm. that book was so like I wrote that book literally in less than 30 days yeah just because the environment that I grew into I mean grew up in 
it let me know that, okay, these eight things have to be present on it. If you're going to be a team and if you're going to be successful, if you don't have outstanding leadership, probably not going to happen. If you don't have outstanding talent, probably not going to happen. If you're not committed, probably not going to happen. You don't have trust and respect, probably not. Like, it was so easy to write because that was my daily life. Yeah. And so when I walk into a situation, I man, I can just recognize, especially when it comes to having to work with others and work as one, oh, I can, I can spot the gaps. I mean, they're, they're like that. They're, they're really easy to spot. Mm -hmm. So that is the advantage because I get to walk in a room with some stuff that I know that, yeah, there's some people that don't have this. That's a good starting point, oh, it, too, it, it, man. It, but with any team, with any company, if you start with trust and respect, in fact, you gotta. Uh, Ali was interviewing me, and, and one of the questions was, what is the advantage of a story? What is kind mm -hmm. of the competitive advantage? Mm -hmm. And that was the first thing that came to mind was the fact that we have trust and respect. Because think about it. If you don't have trust and respect for the people that you're interacting with, you are never going to give 100%. Why would you give 100% to something you don't trust or respect? So you have to start there. Yeah. You know, and that has nothing to do with liking someone. Yeah. That, that's, a whole, that's a whole different ball game when you can truly trust and respect someone. But I think that should be baked into your mission. You know? And it goes back to being what you want to see in the world and leading with your life. Um, you know, so, but, but having a mission, I think it's key. Having a mission is key to building the communities that we want. You know, every business leader uh, or, or every, you know, city leader, you know, you stand up there, there's a mission statement for Jacksonville. There's a mission statement. There, there's this vision statement that they have. I guarantee you go to City Hall, is there. The question becomes, are you doing it? Are you living that out? Like, do all the citizens of where we live understand that that's the mission? Because if they don't, we're sleeping. No, but I love how you didn't go, do you know the mission? No. You said, do you do the mission? Do you do the mission? <laughs> I mean, you, you, listen, you see me like, I, I go, I, you know, I speak at a lot of universities, speak at a lot of schools, and they all have mission statements. Yeah. And I will literally start the meeting off by going, can anyone tell me what the mission statement is? Very few people can. So then I'm like, all right, let's look it up on the website. You look it up. Then the next question is, are we doing this? I, we, we either doing it or we're not. I mean, that's a yes or no answer, right? That's the power of having a real mission statement and the power of being able to assess where you are every day because all you simply do is, am I living out my mission or not? All right, but I got I got a yeah, but coach. <laughs> I, got, I know we I know we're about to get into to the MVP segment, but yeah yeah, but coach, if I live my purpose and I live my mission, no one's gonna be there with me. No one's gonna no one's gonna buy it. You know, like will they really believe it? Like if I actually were to live the mission statement that's posted in the Capitol building, mm -hmm. no one would actually buy that. No one would actually join me in that. That would never happen. You know what's so Come funny? On. All the people that interact with you will buy it in a New York minute. You know why? Because you're leading with your life. See, that's a much easier sale. It's a much easier sale for me to tell someone to live out their maximum velocity performance every single day if I'm doing it. Why do you think my student athletes are so good? It's not that I'm a good coach. Man, listen, I'm not this great 
you know, coach with all these secrets, they look at me. They look at what I do. And they're like, okay, all right. So when I say something, they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I could, cause, cause I'm watching coach. So you're not saying the mission statement. No, I'm, I mean you might drop it if somebody asks you what it is. But I'm doing it. But I'm living it. it. See, that's the key. It's not about saying it. It's about doing it. You you think about if our city leader, leaders actually did the mission. You don't think that more citizens would be doing it? Of course they would. See, but here's where we become. We become like, well, we talk about it. But they ain't going to do it anyway, so I don't even want to hear it. Like, ain't nothing ever going to change. That's when you fall into all that. But when you have a mission and you actually do it, come on. It's easy to follow. I mean, you, why do you think LeBron James, he, he goes to a different team. He's the captain of the team. He's old, but guess what? He does it. It's easy to say, hey, look, you know, he's in the gym four or five hours. Well, I need to be in the gym four or five hours. No matter, no matter who's with him, no matter, matter. where he goes. He, yeah. He, he's leading with his life. Yeah. See, I think that's what great leaders really do, is they lead with their life. Like, they know their mission. Yeah. They can state it, but they live it. Mm-hmm. No that, questions that, asked. Dude, that, that's the yeah. name of the game. All right, so, Coach, who is our MVP? Who's living mission, Coach? <laughs> Listen, our MVP is Monica Oliver. We call her Coach Mooney. She's actually, uh, Charles, Charles met her today, but she's, she's actually from Orlando. Uh, she's a basketball coach. And she's been working with a couple of kids that I have here, and, and I met her, like, last year. And, and so I literally started mentoring her because you know me. You know, she asked some questions. I mean, hey, she, she want to make the drive up here? Drive on up here? We talk about it. But she come up to work with athletes, and, and so she always try to, to make it around when I'm training or her athletes are training with me, she, she can talk to me. Um, well, a couple weeks ago, she came up and, and, and we're talking and she said, listen, you know, coach, there's some things I want to do. And I said, well, listen, you got to write it down. What's your mission? What, what, what do you really want? Sure enough, man, I get a text message of a picture of where she laid this thing out. Now this morning when we were talking, here's what she said. She said, coach, it's all coming together. I said, isn't that crazy when you actually write it down and you can see it and then understand it? Oh, yeah, well, I can do this piece right now. Like, I don't have to wait for all of this. So she's living her mission now. Like, like she's truly putting it together and understanding how everything she wants to do is one big circle. But before, it was just in her head. She goes, I never had anyone tell me this stuff. I never had anyone talk to me like this. I said, well, you know, I'm here. She goes, and that's why I drive up. That's why I bring athletes. She had, she bought three athletes today from Orlando. One of them's new volleyball player, don't even play basketball, but now she's going to get her to play basketball. Came to beach camp? Came to beach camp. Oh, see, I, I should have said if you're within 200 miles of... Yeah, oh. that's, what, that's what I'm telling you. <laughs> so, so, wow. so she said, look, I told her, look, we, we got to take this drive to Jacksonville because you, you guys got to experience this. So she, you know, Coach Mooney is, is really watching her now. You know, she's young. But she's starting to realize, wow, you know, I have a mission. This is doable. And, and, and like you said, K-Dog, she's had many people in her life say they're going to do stuff, didn't do it. 
and then she, you know, and, and we started talking. And she goes, Coach, you just you just do what you say. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I don't I don't have to sell her anything because she watches. She's she's looking at my athletes. She's watching them. She's watching all these decisions they're making and things they're doing. And she's like, okay, this, this guy, yeah, 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 he, he lives it out. When he talks about maximum velocity performance, when he talks about helping individuals reach their maximum potential, whatever that is, he really does it. And so now she's experiencing her life. And I'm telling you, she, she's, she's an incredible basketball coach. She's going to be a force. Mm. She she she's she's going to be a force. She can see it. She she got it now. <laughs> oh, she got it now, baby. That's a dangerous place, right? It is. I mean, when that thing click and you know what you know Oof. and then you know that what you're not, see and, and that's what was happening. She she was having to, to go through some stuff that she wasn't. Like mm. this ain't, this is not who you are. Yeah, don't let anybody tell you no. that you can't actually no. put the pieces together. Thank you. I'm like this is, listen, you you are a developer. That's what you are. You develop kids. Mm. You help them become better. And once she started laying that down, man, it lights out. So, Coach Mooney, you it, baby. Boom. See, this is how they, see, this is how 300 grows right here. See, now we all down in Orlando. She bringing in new kids. Now those new kids are following us on Twitter. Like, this is how you do it, man. You, you just keep planting seeds. Just keep planting seeds. Keep watering them. It's going to be all right. Trust the process. Trust the process, baby. Yeah, yeah. Listen, if you're, uh, if you're wanting to connect with Allman, uh, go to the AllmanGunnerExperience.com. Send them an email, Allman at the AllmanGunnerExperience.com. And then, obviously, they can reach out to you there on the website. They can hit you up on Twitter, cell, mobile, thing, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> listen, I'm easy. I'm easy to find, you know. Uh, that's the other thing, too. I think when, you, when your mission is pretty clear, you, you, don't, you, know, you make it easy for people to assess you. Mm. You know, I want easy access. You, you want to talk about it? Let's do it, and then let's put this work in. Uh, because we got communities to build, we have uh, kids to help grow, uh, and we're running out of time. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to build this legacy, boy. I'm trying to drill it deep, deep. Two thousand years from now, they need to be talking about the home and gun experience. We got Charles K Dog G Man. That's a great show, man. This, this, this is gonna be tough. Up. Look, tough. Well, I, I keep like rolling like this. We might have to keep this going. Yeah, we get the gang all in. <laughs> you know, we get the gang all in. It's, it's always fun. Um, and for us, we're just talking. You know, yeah. We, yeah. we're just holding conversation yeah. and, and, and giving information, and ideas, and it's great to have you know my little nephew in. I mean. And again, Same. like I say, man. Your little nephew, man. Like, they don't even make shirts that can hold them, well, well, them he, arms. Well, he's a little pocket-sized Hercules. <laughs> uh, you know, but but just watching him from mm. from being a little kid to now just being an adult, like, he's it, it's just great. It's great. That's how I feel about K-Dog. Yeah, yeah, you know, they, like, they, they make us look like we know what we're doing, right? They make us look like we've done something good, you know? I'm kind of like, okay, Charles is, Charles is good, so I mean, that's one good thing. Um, so, but it's great. You know, K-Dog, next week. Can't wait. You and I are going to kick it a little bit and do some things and money out there living off the fat of the land <laughs> but he deserves it you know we'll let him go ahead and get some going off so, so it's all good so listen as we like to say every day is game day got her out peace